What is going on, my bourbon and my boxing fans, man? Welcome to my show, Bourbon and Boxing, man. I am your host, <laughs> Jeff. And welcome to one of the biggest fight weekends of the year, and that is saying a lot. In 2023, where we had one of the most amazing years of boxing, and to say that this week is probably the biggest and the best card of the entire year, hands down. No questions asked. No hoorah, no hoopala, no lies. Laying down here, baby. This is all 100% true. Awesome. And awesome. Like that guy just said back there. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate that uh, input that you just said. But check it out, man. I'm your host, Jeff Mann, and this is episode 37, Day of Reckoning. Named after the Saudi Arabia event going on this weekend. The only card we have going on uh, for this weekend especially after a fun-filled December where every weekend's been three, four main cards and boxing on Wednesday, boxing on Thursday, boxing on Tuesdays, boxing on Friday, boxing on Saturday, boxing on Sunday. I mean, it's just been unreal. We've been getting so much boxing that my brain is overloaded with boxing. That was my own sound effect because I do not have a blow-up sound effect. Maybe I'll get a better soundboard in 2024 and improve my stuff. You heard what I said. I'm going to improve it. Don't question me, guys. But check it out. <laughs> this is uh, my episode, man. And like I said, man, I wanted to add a segment to my show last week. And I did. I did add a segment to my show. A new segment on my show where we go over whatever bourbon I want to choose for my bourbon of the week. Now, I had a couple different bourbons this week. And I will tell you, I had a shiitake mushroom of a bourbon this week that Knob Creek should absolutely be ashamed for ever putting out. And if you're out there, just heed my warning. Unless you want to feel like you ate a giant waffle and downed some fucking maple syrup, do not get the maple Knob Creek, maple smoked Knob Creek. That shit was like drinking pure syrup. Like, I, it, like, I'm just, just terrible. Just don't get that. That is not the bourbon I'm reviewing this week. I, I don't want to give shitty review bourbons. If it's a crappy bourbon, I'm not going to put it on my show unless I paid a lot of money for it or something. But this week, we're going to review uh, Cooper's Craft. I had it earlier in the week, guys, and it was actually pretty good stuff. It's got pretty, uh, 50% alcohol, man. Aged about four years. T- costs about 30 35 bucks. so not too bad on the price, man. This is from the word of Cooper Craft Barrel Reserve themselves. It's uh, born from our one-of-a-kind chiseled American white oak. Chiseled. It means it's buff. It's ready. It's very oaky. Yeah, it has definitely got an oak taste to it, guys. Uh, to me, man, uh, let me let me give you my thoughts on it, man. It's a dark, rich bourbon that covers dark sweetness oak, dried fruit, and spices. Doesn't have a bad heat to it. Or a lingering spice taste, so don't get that heartburn. Like the the bourbon I had last week, I liked a lot, but the heartburn was just fucking horrific, man. It ripped my ass up, man. It was horrible, man. I woke up in the middle of the night with heartburn every time I drank that shit. For three days I had heartburn off that shit, but it was overall good bourbon. This stuff doesn't do that. You don't. It, you can taste the spices, but it doesn't linger. It's not overbearing. Uh, good stuff overall. I really liked it. Uh, you know, it's got a better smell than a taste. It's uh, oaky, but it doesn't have a strong, distinctive oaky, like, malty, rye-style taste like most uh, bourbons that I might prefer. Uh, 
personally, but if you don't like an overbearing strong bourbon, then uh, Cooper's it, it, it's pretty it's pretty good. That might be perfect right up your alley. Now, one thing I learned about testing out my bourbons, man, is to swirl them up a little bit. You know, let it set there, and I found out that this one, if the longer you let it set there, the more of the apple orange flavor kind of comes out of it. So you get a little bit more flavor aroma out of it uh, if you let it set for about 15, 20 minutes, so around there, around that time of it. Uh, like I said, man, it's uh, I'm going to give it an 80 out of 100. It's not my favorite, but I would definitely purchase it again, and I would recommend it for anybody who hasn't tried tried it and like you know you like more the oak bourbon because this is uh pretty good, not bad stuff. But that is my review on the bourbon of the week, guys. So let's take this shot. Then we're gonna jump into the mega 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 card coming up this weekend, baby. That it's just undeniable, baby. Boxing has been the sport of the year. If we had that sport of the year, it would have to be boxing. Because from January all the way to December, even the day before Christmas, getting this unbelievable Christmas gift from the Saudis, uh, just thank you guys so much for this Christmas gift. This is an amazing card. Probably the best. Might be one of the best in history. Uh, definitely the best card of the year from top to bottom. Uh, God, and they put it together so fast. I don't know how long they were working on it, but it came together fast. And it goes to show that money talks and bullshit walks. That saying is 100% true because when they flash some money in front of these guys, they jump right on board. Demetrius Baval did not care that he was not the main event. He was getting paid regardless. None of it. Wilder, I don't give a shit. I'm getting paid regardless. Hergovich, all these guys, they don't give a shit. They're getting paid like a main event. All right, so they don't give a shit to be the fourth, fifth, sixth fight on that list or, you know, not the main event, not the co-main event. That's how big the money must be for this. I'm wondering how much Saudi pulled out for it. We'll figure it out. But, hey, before we get into it, man, let's take a little bit of a shot. Now, today uh, I'm drinking on Elijah Craig rye. Not bad stuff. Of course, Eliza Craig's always good. I, I'm an Eliza Craig fan, but I needed to grab something. After grabbing that horrific... Knob Creek, maple syrup ass, waffle tasting ass, uh, just elf on spaghetti eating ass, bourbon. All right, I had to redeem myself. My wife actually redeemed me by buying this stuff because she wasn't having it. She took one drink of that shit and was like, oh, Lord, I know you didn't. What is wrong? But, hey, let's take this shot and then get into the main event, baby. Thank you. shot. Just go on my swig. I'm a swig on it. Take a little drink so good. Uh, Alright, man. Like I said, this weekend, December 23rd, on the zone pay-per-view for $40, guys. $40. 40 bucks. You're going to get possibly one of the greatest cards ever put on in boxing history. And it's going to be the two co-main events. going to be Anthony Joshua versus uh, Otto Wallen. And then you're going to get uh, Deontay Wilder versus Joseph Parker as your other main event. So it's two co-main events. And then before that, you know, now going into this fight, before I even get into the other card, I'm jumping ahead of myself. 
before I even do that. Calm it down. Calm it down. Back it up, Terry. Back it up. But look, check it out. The what is on what is at stake after what was announced this week? This week it was announced that Anthony Joshua and Deontay Wilder had signed on to for a two fight deal in twenty twenty four, the first fight being in March. So which means that before these guys go fight on Saturday, they've already agreed to fight each other in twenty twenty four at least two times, I guess, or automatic rematch clause, all that kind of stuff, right? So what's at stake now? Is that if one of these guys lose, what's hap- what happens? Does that still stay on the table? Because Anthony Joshua is in a 100% 50-50 fight against Otto Wallen, who is a tough young competitor. And this is a 50-50 fight for Anthony Joshua, especially his previous performances that we've seen, even with the knockout of uh, Robert Hellenus, uh in his last fight. Helenus is just, I, I feel like he might at this point be, may, maybe he's a dive artist, I don't know. Uh, but he's he gets knocked that he might have a glass jaw. So hard to really see that. But it was nice to see Joshua get a knockout. Maybe that brought out some confidence in him that he's been lacking. And you can see it in his fights, in his eyes, you know, in the corner. He lacks a lot of confidence, I feel like. And if he ever gets that confidence back, he might be very, very dangerous. But if he can win this fight against Ilo Wallen and then Deontay Wilder, who I think can beat Parker. Now, don't let me, everybody, you know, you don't as underestimate a vet like Parker, who can box, who's got great ring IQ, all that other stuff. You can't overlook him, right? But I feel like Wilder's going to catch him like he does everybody else, and he's going to lay him out. So I think Wilder's going to move on for sure. But if AJ loses, then you got a four-loss fighter. Uh, who has no chance at probably regaining a championship status in his career if he takes a loss to Otto Wallen. So does that deflate that entire two-fight de- two deal? Does Saudi Arabia back out? Because then that makes it really hard to sell that fight because then everybody's going in thinking, well, Deontay's obviously just going to knock him out. Why would I pay for this fight on pay-per-view and what other reason? I mean, how how else are they going to make the money off that fight, in my opinion? Uh, ticket sales, uh, I'm not for sure. If one of these guys loses, how well those ticket sales are going to go and how well the pay-per-view fight's going to go. So this is really risky on both of these guys. Number one, you're overlooking the opponent that you're fighting tomorrow uh, and looking down the road at an opponent, which could be considered disrespectful to the guy that you're fighting. I know if I was a fighter and you're looking uh, overlooking me, you already signed to fight a guy next, which, you know, I guess you can do that. Who says you can't do that? But at the same time, you always told, you know, focus on what's a, what's in front of you not what's ahead of you. So to me, this is two guys who are kind of focusing on what's ahead of them. And maybe you call it confidence that they both feel like, hey, I'm going to go in here, I'm going to handle business, and we're going to fight in 2024. But, you know, if we get that, that's going to be If both of these guys win, then, hey, we're getting that fight 100% sure. Uh, A fight that is well past its prime should have happened, fuck, five years ago, possibly. Uh, These guys should have fought. But it didn't happen. Who knows what the reasoning behind any of it not happening. But the fact is that that, that if these guys win, it's going to happen. So if both of these guys do what they need to do on Saturday, handle their business, then we're going to see both of them fight in 2024, possibly March. I thought for sure we would get them on the undercard of the Usyk Fury fight. Why not make it a mega blockbuster, another mega blockbuster event by Saudi Arabia? But they want to spread that out a little bit because I think they feel like 
Joshua Wilder is a main card by itself, so don't sell it as an undercard. I get that. Make make all you can off that. But uh, that being said, man, we've got to go into talking about this undercard. Uh, gosh, guys, man. I mean, you're talking Demetrius Baval will be fighting Lyndon Arthur. Uh, you're going to have Daniel Dubai will be fighting Gerald Miller. Philip Hergovich will be fighting Mark DeMurray. Uh, ja Opatia will be fighting Ellis Zorro. You're going to have he's German I don't know what the fuck this guy's name is man. I'm not going to try to pronounce it you'll see another guy on there he's a tough Russian dude you'll know who I'm talking about he's supposed to be favored against uh, Khabib uh, Ajit Khabib and then you got Frank Sanchez versus Junior Fa I mean come on man look at that card number one the Demetrius Baval versus Lyndon Arthur Demetrius Baval is a main card fighter and he's going to be your third fight, third to, you know, last fight on that card. Uh, Philip Hergovich on that card. The uh, Elizoro, undefeated Elizoro, going up against Jaya Opatia, Opatia and another undefeated young fighter who lost his IBF belt for taking this fight, which would have made it a lot more interesting, but it's still going to be a hell of a fight. Zoro is the underdog in it. And everybody's favoring uh, Ja, which you know maybe Zora takes that as uh, you know, but I didn't. Well, I don't think he takes it lightly because he has uh, actually come out and said, "Hey, this is going to be the toughest fight of his career, no doubt about it." As we pour ourselves a little bit more bourbon, it's called bourbon and boxing, bourbon. Fucking judgment. What is wrong with you guys? I'm just playing, man. I'm just playing. But look, this card going on. Like I said, it's going to start at... What sucks is it's going to start at 11.30. So if I buy the pay-per-view at 40 bucks, maybe I get to come home, you know, do what I need to do early in the day, and then use it as my nightcap without finding out who won all these fights. So it starts at 11.30 here in the States, Eastern Time. That sucks. Uh, it is going to be tomorrow. It's going to be located in the Kingdom Arena in Rahad, Saudi Arabia. Uh, it's going to be on the zone pay-per-view, like I said, for $40, guys. For $40, you're basically going to get A.J. Wallen, uh, main card. Uh, Wilder, Parker, main card. Baval, Arthur, a main card fight. Dubai, Miller, a main card fight. Uh, ja Opatia versus Elizoro, a main card fight. So you're looking at four of the five main card fights on there that are going to be the undercards fights on there but all together just what you're going to get tomorrow for $40 come on man I know it's easy to go stream shit illegally and just pop on a site and watch it for free but for $40 you can watch it without any buffering and having to re you know re you know refresh your page or worry about pop-ups and all that other bullshit for $40 guys you can't beat the price on that I'm sorry, you, and the, the Baval, AJ versus Wallen on the zone would cost you $60. You know what I mean? If that was a pay-per-view fight. Wilder, uh, Joshua Parker would be a pay-per-view fight on any other platform, and they would charge you 60 to 80 bucks. Uh, Demetrius Baval versus Lyndon Arthur would possibly be a pay-per-view fight. I don't know how much it would sell, but, you know, that would probably cost you at least 60 bucks. So to get all these 
fights for $40. You can't beat it. Don't be cheap asses, man. Go out and purchase that. I know it's easy to not purchase it. I get it. You know, to get it free, free is better. But whatever, when you have to deal with all that other bullshit, just pay for it. Whatever. Let's not get into what other people do. Whatever, man. I ain't judging you, bro. But look, man, we got another fight going on. We're going to get a present the day after Christmas. We're going to call it a late day present. Uh, but before I get into that, man, let's jump into our sponsor of the show, Brown Family Construction. For all your construction needs, Phil, uh, jump, reach out to Brown Family Construction, uh, Northern Kentucky, Cincinnati area. You can find all their information at the end of the show or reach out to Jason Brown on Facebook, uh, Brown Family Construction, where he'll take care of all your construction needs. And the name says it all. They treat you like family. Thank you for sponsoring my show, guys. And let's take a little swig to them, man. Thank you, guys. Uh, Merry Christmas. Two Brown Family Construction, Jason Brown, uh, Nikki, uh, his, uh, I guess, future wife, not for sure. But thank you guys for sponsoring my show. All that cool stuff. And Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to all of you guys uh, this year. I really need some ice, but I don't have it. I do, but... All right, guys. Let's jump into the ESPN card. That's going to be Tuesday, December 26th, the day after Christmas. We're going to get Noah Inouye versus Marlon Tapples in a banner bantamweight title fight. You know, undisputed, because we know Inouye holds all the belts already down there. So this fight, man, is going to be a hell of a fight. Of course, we know Inouye is the number two pound-for-pound fighter in the world. Some argue that he is the number one pound-for-pound fighter. Marlon Tapples is no pushover, so this is going to be a hell of a fight, but I kind of expect Inouye to dominate in the fashion that he always does. No one has seemed to really give him a tough fight yet, and he just seems to be that guy that he's uh, he's definitely something special. And like I said, you can argue him as a number one pound-for-pound, number two pound-for-pound. Either way, uh, him and Terrence Crawford, two of the best, the two best in the sport. Uh, In a way, it's just amazing to watch. If you guys have not watched him, they call him the uh, monster. Uh, Of course, he is the uh, Japanese monster, I guess. I guess maybe I'm wrong there. He might not be Japanese. Maybe I'm wrong. But he is a monster, as they call him. Uh, He's very special to watch. His movement, his fluency in the in the ring, uh, he does everything great, and he absolutely he's like a he's like a lion going after his prey. He will come at you, and he comes at you strong. So I expect I don't know what to expect from Marlon Tapples. Uh, honestly, how he's going to handle a guy like Inouye, not for sure. But that's going to allow me with this fight being on Tuesday. That's going to allow me to do my recap on Wednesday and not Monday, which is thing, which is uh, Christmas Day on Monday, guys. So of course I wouldn't do a recap on Monday. Tuesday I work, and then I'm going to watch the NOA fight when I get off work because it's going to be on ESPN. I'll be able to rewatch that when I get home because uh, that's going to be an early fight over in Tokyo, uh, and that's going to be around I would think about a 9 a.m. start time, uh, December 26th. It's going to be in the uh, Aroka Arena in Tokyo, Japan. Uh, it's going to be a 9 a.m. start time and Eastern time is what I'm thinking. Don't quote me on that. It might be earlier than that being in Japan. Sometimes those fights start about 5 a.m. in the morning, and that's super early. But uh, the last one that he did, I know, started around 9 o'clock, if I'm correct, because I was able to catch that that day I was off work, which was awesome. Oh, yeah. 
bourbon burps. But yeah, guys, that is definitely something special we're going to get to see, man. I'm definitely looking forward to that, uh, which I think is just going to make going into the new year just just amazing. I mean, 2024 is already going to give us a uh, heavyweight undisputed fight coming up, so we're going to get blessed with that early in the year uh, in February. We got a couple fights in January. Now, I'm probably going to do one more show after this. I may not cover the uh, December 31st fight. Uh, I may end up just doing my pound-for-pound list, my fight of the year, my fighter of the year, uh, all in one show, which is going to pretty much be one show in itself, and that's how I'm going to end the year. And then in 2024, I may take, uh, you know, the first, you know, I may take a a few weeks off uh, and, you know, sit down and really kind of, because I want to do some new things with my show. Uh, I want to find some new outlets. I want to start bringing people in, start doing guest appearances, all that kind of stuff. Go out there to the gym, start talking to these coaches, uh, look at some amateur fightings, uh, team up and collaborate with, you know, a couple other groups. Uh, a guy, uh, you know, a group down in Louisville that I'm talking to about doing, you know, a bourbon. They're, they're, they've got an event, bourbon and boxing, coming up. They'd like for me to to join them on that. So that's something that I'm hoping to jump into, bring you guys some new content, a little bit differentness to my show. I definitely want to get into the graphics part. A little bit more, hopefully, Santa brings me a laptop for Christmas. A new one. Santa Claus, are you listening? I don't want to have to come down and kidnap your elves, alright? I don't want to have to hold Mrs. Claus hostage. So, I mean, we can do this the easy way, and you can just make sure there's a new laptop under my tree during Christmas. I can come to you personally and just take my laptop. What you, how do you want to do this, Santa? How do you want to do this, Santa? You want to handle this the right way? I don't want to get physical, but just let's do it easy. I know I'm probably not on your good list, but whatever, man. Just bring me a new laptop. That's all I'm saying. So hopefully a new laptop, some new graphics, some new designs, all that cool stuff that I want to try to do with the show. Uh, bring in some guests uh, as far as doing interviews, things like that, man. Take it to the next level. This is my very first year doing it, guys. I started this show in April. So, you know, I'm I'm rather new to it. It's been just me doing it. Now, of course, I've got a buddy I know I could bring in, uh, and he could probably be a co-host with me, and he knows his boxing really, really well. Shout out to my dude Spade. You know who you are, man. Uh, he's... He knows his shit as well as I do, and he'd be a great co-host with me. Uh, that's something that I'm thinking about doing, man. I just got to make sure that his time and my time match up, you know, because people have lives, man, and this is something that doesn't pay. This is just something that I do for a hobby, man, uh, and it's not paying me. Maybe in the future I get paid to do it, and that would be awesome to be able to do this as a full-time job, really be able to go to boxing events. That's my next thing in uh, 2024 is maybe be able to hit up a couple events this year uh, that are closer to me around Cleveland and Toledo and places like that, Indianapolis that I can travel to that are rather close to me, and uh, check out a couple events at these places down in Louisville. I know they do a lot of amateur boxing down there. They do some amateur boxing, which is going on tomorrow up here in Cincinnati, uh, an amateur boxing event also. So, 
you know, different stuff that I'd like to be able to get to, but having kids doesn't make it easy. But I'll figure it all out in 2024. So that's why I'm going to take maybe a little bit of time off after I do my, uh, you know, pound for pound list, my fighter of the year, my fight of the year for you guys, and go over the amazing year that 2023 was for boxing and how it can continue to build on that in 2024, man, and what it has to do to possibly not only just continue to give us the fights that we want, and but to maybe start doing some rule changes, getting these committees to work together better, uh, getting these platforms to be able to cross-promote a little bit better now that Showtime isn't no longer, now that that PBC is no longer under Showtime and now with Amazon, we're going to see how well is Amazon going to play with these other platforms, Matchroom and uh, Top Rank, and can they get together and make the big, big fights happen? We've already seen a lot of announcements on possibilities of fights that we can get in 2024, but that same talk happened in 2022, and a lot of it fell through. Let's just hope boxing continues to build on what it did this year and only gets better, and let's hope that boxing reform comes along in 2024 as a real thing and not just talk, man. Teddy, he's got things going. He's a big advocate for it. I'm hoping that he's able to take it to the next level, and I'd love to jump on that with him and uh, be a big advocate for the reform. I, I feel like I have. Uh, I started this in April, like I said, and I've had plenty of shows where I speak about boxing reform and getting a one committee, one set of rules, possibly a league, and just the the absolute taking boxing t- into the next millennium, into the next era, and catching up with all the other sports out there, man, and getting it out of the wild, wild west, as I call it. Uh but anyways, man, before I get too deep in that and talking too much, man, I'm going to go over some boxing news. Of course, like I said, it was announced that AJ versus Wilder, you know, had been approved, uh, been announced for a two-fight deal, you know, the first fight being being in March, and then how much that these two fights coming up tomorrow, I think, are going to uh, either make that a, that is definitely going to happen, or it's going to fall through if one of these guys lose, in my opinion. Connor Ben now... He's been trying to get a fight against Chris Eubanks. We know that's not going to happen over to British because the BBC is not going to allow it. So he is now signed on supposedly to fight Peter Dobson. Uh, that's set for February 3rd in Las Vegas. So he'll be fighting his second fight here in the U.S. So maybe Hearns is trying to build him a fan base here in the U.S. so he can bring that Eubanks fight here. But like I said, that fight is not that big in the U.S. And I don't know if you can build that to be a big fight in the U.S., uh, I don't think there's enough fight fans for that. That is specifically, I think, just a U.K. fight. Uh, Amanda Serrano has signed on uh, to fight Nina Maniki, set for March 2nd in Puerto Rico. So Amanda with a big fight set in March. I'm hoping that we can see Serrano versus Katie Taylor, hopefully by summertime. If we get that fight in March, maybe get the Taylor versus Serrano fight in uh, June or July. That that would be Freaking awesome, man. Uh, also, yeah, I already talked to you guys about my last show, all that stuff. What I've got planned for 2024, man. Not a lot of boxing news, guys, but a hell of a boxing event going on tomorrow. Starting at 1130 over in Saudi Arabia, guys. You guys got to tune in, man. This is going to be an amazing, amazing, amazing fight card, man, from top to bottom. I'm going to buy the pay-per-view for $40. It's going to happen, man. And then I'm going to just come home and try to watch it later in the day. So anybody who knows me, don't ruin it for me, man. Don't send me any messages. I'm going to turn my phone off completely. 
as long as my wife allows me to, so that I'm not getting any updates on what happened. I'm going to stay away from the internet, and I'm either going to come home and start watching that, which is really hard to do when you got kids uh, and other stuff that you have to do, other priorities. Holidays coming up, there's some stuff i got to do to get my tree back on track because my little one has destroyed it. He is uh, He's a pistol, that one is. But, man, like I said, once again, this is episode 37, Day of Reckoning, after the event coming up tomorrow. Don't miss out on that, guys. Top to bottom, one of the best events of the year. The best event, uh, best card of the year by far, one of the best I've ever seen. So uh, hats off to everybody, man. Thank you for joining me once again. Like I said, don't forget to like, subscribe, follow, Spotify, iHeart, Amazon Music, Facebook group, Bourbon and Boxing. Man, I'm... I'm all, I've got platforms all over, man. I want to build this brand. So join me. Uh, subscribe to my channels. Follow my Spotify, my Amazon, all that, guys. I would highly, highly appreciate it, man. Uh, and thank you, guys. And once again, have yourself a merry, merry Christmas, man. And uh, if I don't see you before the New Year, which I will for my uh, other show. But if not, man, Happy New Year to everybody. And uh, thank you for... My first joining me for pretty much my first year of bourbon and boxing, and I hope to be able to bring you guys bigger and better things in 2024, man. Once again, I am Jeff, your host, episode 37, guys. Thank you. <laughs>